Connect the Dots podcast. My name is Heather and I'm your host. My pronouns are she, her. My visual description today for those that are visually impaired or not watching this on YouTube, uh, I present as a white woman with short strawberry blonde hair and I'm wearing red glasses. I have on a gray t-shirt today that says be kind and I am sitting in front of a dark till wall that has various pieces of art displayed. I realized when I was writing the notes for today's podcast that since I don't have like an official like intro anymore or I haven't been using the one I had previously, I probably should start the episodes with like a little info about the podcast. <laughs> so if you're new here, you're like, what did I get in? What I get myself into? So let's give it a go. Uh, Connect the Dots is a podcast that takes time to explore uh, deep, thought-provoking questions that I have about various subjects. Uh, We focus on learning more about neurodiversity. Um, I bring interviews from individuals that I know or that I've met online um, that really cover a variety of subjects. And I uh, help a talk I talk about learning how to navigate the workplace. Uh, that's definitely a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah, how's that? Um, because, you know, my, my whole goal with the podcast really is, is through all of this that we're connecting the dots and bringing, um, bringing everything together um, in this beautiful journey that we call life. Something like that. I hope you're still here. I hope you still want to be here today. (laughs) I will also say I'm trying out a new program to record the podcast. So if I'm trying to look at the camera uh, and I got lots of stuff on my screen and so it's a little little weird today. Um, So just getting used to just trying this out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, If I like it, I'll keep working with it uh, because it has some features on it that I may make an upgrade to at some point and and use. So anyways, enough about this. Enough about this. Let's get to why hopefully you're here today. And that's because it is the second week of the month, which means we are talking about neurodiversity. So back in the 100 Days of Podcast, I spent time talking through uh, neurodiversity and the book, The Divergent Mind, uh, somewhere in around a 70 to 80, I think was in that, in that, in that span. I opened up on the podcast um, about my current journey um, into my own personal neurodivergence and trying to figure this out. And I equated this journey to walking into a dark room. And as you ask questions, as you learn more, right, you're turning on small sources of light. So maybe like lighting a candle or turning on a small lamp. And every little small light shows more and more of the room. Because when I started this journey, it was pitch black. There was, there, I had no clue. Um, And so I started by simply saying something to my counselor. And then I reached out to find um, a doctor. And then I went uh, to a doctor. (laughs) So uh, today I'm going to give you a little update on kind of where I'm at, what I found out from the doctor, and and we're going to talk a little bit more about it. So I had my first appointment with a psychiatrist at the end of May. So just a couple of weeks ago. I I can't lie about this, y'all. 
I, I will tell you, I was really, really nervous. Um, I was sitting in the waiting room and I, I, I went back in my text to look and I text my friend. I said, I am beyond nervous. It's the first time I've talked to someone who can actually diagnose me. And it's a little scary. Uh, and and it, it's, it was scary in the fact of there's just so much unknown, right? It's that, it's that dark room. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going to be there. And I've, I've been to several counselors in my life. Um, and the first visit is always hard. Hear me out. It is always hard. First time you ever visit a counselor, it is definitely difficult. Um, I just heard a noise on my computer. It wasn't this computer. It was another one. I, don't, I have three right now. <laughs> Distracted easily, Heather? Yes, I am. Um, anyways, but opening up to somebody is hard, especially because it's like, well, it's a stranger. You don't know this person. This person uh, doesn't know you. That's a blessing. I will tell you that because uh, there is no judgment. They, they are there because they want to help you. Um, you're opening up about things to this person that you may not have even ever voiced out loud before. It's hard. Therapy is hard. It is. There's no doubt about it. There are many, many benefits to, to going to therapy, to doing that hard work. Uh, I, I do know that. Don't be discouraged when I say that it's hard. Don't be discouraged uh, that it that it's work, uh, because a good counselor, a, a good therapist, will know the right questions to ask. They'll know how to help you feel comfortable about opening up. And honestly, if if they don't, if it's not a good match, find another one. As frustrating as it can be to have to, man, I gotta find another counselor because this is just not working out. It's okay. Don't continue to see somebody if it's not a good fit because it's not going to be, it's not going to help you. Okay. Sorry. I got off, got off a little tangent there. Um, any, anyway, so the doctor finishes up with the previous patient comes to get me out of the waiting room. I go in, I take a seat and here it comes. He asked me why I'm there. In my head, the dialogue starts. How do I say it? Am I really sure? Oh my gosh, it's just in my head, isn't it? Do I really belong here? Do I need to spend this money? Where's the bathroom? I mean, Heather, just answer the question. Like all of that is going on in my head uh, when he when he says, "Well, why are you here?" And so I, I'm like, all right, I think I may have ADHD or something similar. Not sure. And so he says, why do you think that? Again, my brain. See, you have to, if you have to answer this question, surely you shouldn't be here. It's all in your head. It's all in your head, Heather. Really? Really? You don't need to be here. 
That's in my head. In my head, this dialogue is running. But I know this. I know that that's my internal dialogue. So I'm like, okay, stop. So my response to the doctor, because I've, I've thought about this, right? How can I make this? I'm very verbose. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, I can be very verbose. So, you know, I was like, okay, how to keep it short and sweet. Uh, and so my, my answer basically was, well, I've been doing some research after seeing a few different things online. I've talked to my counselor and she recommended that I get tested. Um, I, I actually have testing scheduled in August, um, but a, a friend had mentioned this particular psychiatrist to me um, and, and said I could probably get in sooner. And so here I am. And that's the, that's the truth, right? I, when I went through my insurance um, and they matched, and they were able to find me um, a place here locally where they do they do testing. Uh, I got an appointment for August, like way down the road. And my friend told me about um, this particular doctor who. Um, is a little bit easier to get into because he does not take insurance. You can file it yourself. Um, and so I'm just like, you know what? This is my health. I'm going to do it. Let's go. Um, so um, I was like, you know, what, what do I have to lose other than the money of one appointment? Um, you know, if it's not a good fit or if, I, if I'm still confused, don't have answers, I can always keep that appointment for August. So anyway, so, so there I am. So here, Doc, here I am. This is why I'm here. Uh, we talked about my life. We, we hopped around various topics. And, and finally, finally, I just pulled out my list of symptoms that I, I've been compiling over the last couple of months. And I just started reading them. And he stopped me a few times, asked me some more questions. And probably about 30 minutes into the conversation, I started to feel more comfortable. Because, it, again, like I said, it's hard. You're, you're trying to learn this person. You're telling this person, you know, information that's uh, difficult to say out loud if you've never talked about it. Um, I, I mentioned to him that I was nervous um, at some point in this conversation. Uh, it may have been at the beginning. It may have been in the I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I told him I was nervous because if if I go through this, if I, if I don't have ADHD, uh, or, or something like that, if I don't have any, any, like a, a, a named kind of neurodivergence, does that just mean I'm weird? <laughs> right? Is, is this stuff just normal? And, and I'm just, I'm going outside the lines. Like it's all that self doubt, um, almost imposter syndrome, like, when, when you feel like something's off, but you don't know how to pinpoint it, you don't have the words to describe it, you don't have the the background, you you don't you don't know the questions to ask. You you know you're just you're kind of doctor googling it or, or TikToking it or uh, you know Instagram, YouTube. You know you're you're getting all the information from so many places, and and you don't know if it's if it's this or if it's that or, or whatever. It, so it gets to be 
you get you get in, you know you start to doubt yourself you're like okay things line up when I look at it but obviously he's the doctor he's gonna be the one that's gonna be able to say okay yeah I feel like this is this or this is that um, and so it was scary to to kind of be in that moment it was very it was had a lot of nerves around again turning on those lights when I turn all of the lights on what's going to be there that that's kind of the things going through my head and so so we like I said we we talked for probably probably an hour because I was there for probably an hour and a half or so uh we we talked about a lot of different things and, and covered a lot of different subjects um and when we wrapped up right we get to the end and, and we're you know he's like hey and he's like I, I do think you know you from everything you told me um you know I do believe you have ADHD um he called it neurodivergent ADHD I've never heard it called that before um so I'm still researching and, and I'm going to continue to ask him about it because um, I've just never heard it called specifically neurodivergent ADHD he did tell me because I mentioned you know I had the test done um and he told me he said you know ADHD is a clinical diagnosis he said there are tests there are scales all of that he said but ultimately it's a clinical diagnosis um based on a, a test can't specifically say if you have it or not it can help lead you to that conclusion um but there's not a definitive test that says okay you've got this yes you're adhd no you have to take in all the factors that's why you go see a psychiatrist <laughs> so um you know, so I, I felt comfortable with with the diagnosis um, that he gave me. I still have a lot of questions. Uh, I, I see him again in a couple of weeks. Um, this time telemed, thankfully, because his office is an hour away from me. <laughs> but I did get to see family while I was there, so that was nice. Um, but it, it was just it was it was a lot, you know, to to kind of you'll be told like, okay, you know, you have ADHD. Mm. All right. And he, and he told me too, in, in, in regards to the test, he said, now you may not test as ADHD. He said, I'll be honest. He said, you may not test as ADHD. Um, it would probably, it, it may not show up. He said, but from everything you have told me, all of the things that we have talked about today, I, I feel confident that ADHD is is something that you have. So, oh, another light turned on. Like, okay, now that we know, what do we do? Um, so, so you know, I'm, I'm working with him on, on medication, on, on figuring all of that out, you know, getting getting all of that regulated. Um, you know, to, to try and, and feel better. And, and I'm going to talk about some of those symptoms towards the end of the podcast today. So don't worry, I'm not just going to be like, um, you know, oh, all of the things and not give you any more kind of background. But I want to want to back up for a moment, right? Because like I said, we have a diagnosis now, but there's lots of unanswered questions. I, you know, we, we're at a starting point. Um, I'm still I'm still diving deeper into ADHD. Um, I have started to, you know, follow several accounts on Instagram and YouTube. I'm not on TikTok yet. I'm 
really trying hard not to be. <laughs> I don't need another social platform. Uh, however, there are some... I keep hearing good things about some people on TikTok, and my friend sends me stuff from TikTok, and uh, it just makes it difficult. Anyways, whole other story. Um, but I've also, I've got so many articles. I pulled up so many articles for this episode. I'll be honest. I, I was just, I went down the rabbit hole the other day when I was researching and was just like, Ooh, I can talk about this. I can talk about this. I can talk about this. And I have like three like journal articles, um, pulled up that I haven't gotten to read yet. And, and so when I was going through to, to pull this together today, I was like, I'm going to have to read those and just bring that information back next month because <laughs> I don't have time to read them. Um, and I, uh, I want to try to keep this as concise as I can. Concise is typically not my game, but I'm trying. Okay. So like not going to cover it all today. Um, but, but let's, let's get, um, let's get the basics out of the way. So I'm 38 years old. Uh, so being diagnosed ADHD at 38 years old. Wow. Um, when I was younger, I, I don't remember it being called ADHD. Uh, it started being called that in like 1994, but it was called ADD. I just remember like that was the, the letters that were used, right? Attention deficit disorder. Um, and it was mainly used to describe boys. I, I don't recall any girls that I went to school with talking about having uh, ADD or ADHD or anything like that. And research has come a very long way since I was in elementary school. Honestly, I don't know if, if I were in school today, would they would they pick up on it? Would they still pick up on any of these, ten, the, these symptoms, these tendencies, things that, that I have? But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um... Let's, let's go back. Let's get a base understanding of what ADHD is by definition. Uh, I have three definitions that I want to review with you. They're all a little bit different. Um, and, and they all get a little, I guess, kind of easier to understand as we go. It kind of builds on each other. Uh, so the first one is from the DSM-5, which is the manual for diagnosis uh, when it comes to things like this. Uh, and it defines uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder as the, I'm sorry, as a persistent pattern of inattention and or hyperactivity impulsivity, 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 almost couldn't say that, uh, that interferes with functioning or development as characterized by, um, by um, inattention and or hyperactivity. So, um, inattention is, so the, in a, the inattention part, uh, this one is six or more of the following symptoms have persisted for at least, at least six months to a degree that is consistent with developmental level and that negatively impacts directly on social or academic occupational activity. Um, and then it goes into say like symptoms are not solely a manifestation of oppositional behavior, defiance, hostility, or failure to understand tasks or instructions. And for older adolescents and adults, this would be 17 and older, at least five symptoms are required. So with the inattention side, 
um, this is like often fails to give close attention to details, right? So like overlooks or misses details, work is inaccurate. Um, difficulty sustaining attention. Um, so having difficulty remaining focused during lectures or conversations or lengthy reading. Uh, does not seem to listen when spoken to, right? Your mind, mind seems elsewhere, um, even in the absence of obvious distraction. Uh, doesn't follow through on instructions or fails to finish schoolwork, chores, duties in the workplace, right? They start tasks but quickly lose focus and get sidetracked. Um, they often have difficulty organizing tasks or activities, uh, meaning like difficulty managing sequential tasks or keeping materials or belongings in order, poor time management, um, often avoids dislikes or is reluctant to engage in tasks that are required to sustain mental effort. Um, so for adults, this would be like preparing reports, completing forms, reviewing lengthy papers, um, often um, losing things for tasks or activities, uh, right? Glasses, your phone, tools, books, wallet, keys. Um, it's often, uh, they're often easily distracted by extraneous stimuli. So this may include like, unrelated thoughts. So like in an adult, that's how, kind of how it would present. Um, like your mind's just like unrelated thoughts like pop in your head. Um, and then the last one for inattention is uh, often forgetful in daily activities. Uh, so doing chores, running errands, uh, returning calls, paying bills, keeping appointments, that kind of stuff. For the second half, the hyperactivity and, and impulsivity, um, this one, it, it's six or more of the following symptoms are uh, have persisted for at least six months to a degree that is inconsistent with developmental level and that negatively impact directly on social or academic occupational activities. Again, so for 17 and older, at least five um, symptoms are required. So these include uh, often fidgets with or taps hands or feet or squirms in their seat. Um, often leaves their seat in situations where remaining seat is, is expected. Um, often runs about or climbs in situations where it's inappropriate. Um, it says, note in adolescents or adults, this may be limited to just feeling restless, right? Um, often um, unable to play or engage in leisure activities quietly. Um, is often on the go, acting as if driven by a motor. Uh, so this one, like it's it's be, it's unable to be um, or uncomfortable being still for extended periods of time, like restaurants or meetings, um, may be experienced by others as being restless or difficult to keep up with. Uh, talks excessively, uh, often blurts out an answer before the question's been completed. Uh, often has difficulty waiting his or her turn, like while waiting in line often interrupts or intrudes on others, right? Butts into conversations, games, activities. Uh, for uh, It says for adolescents and adults, this may intrude into or take over what others are doing. So that that's straight from um, the, the DSM-5. Um, that information, the link is all the link, the links to everything that I'm going to share with you today are in the notes. Uh, so you can go read more in depth if you'd like. Um, from here, so now that we've got like the clinical like, kind of definition of what um, ADHD is, uh, I want to share this section from the website exceptionalindividuals.com. So 
Uh, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder is a neurodevelopmental condition that affects the nervous system, including the brain, during development from childhood to adulthood. People with ADHD can experience impulse... I cannot say that word today. Impulsivity, hyperactivity, distractedness, and difficulty following instructions and completing tasks. Since 1994, right, this is where I got that information earlier, uh, experts have used the term attention deficit slash hyperactivity disorder to refer to neurodivergence that affects attention and concentration. However, some people do not experience hyperactivity and associated traits are uh, such as lower risk aversion or impulsivity. So the name attention deficit hyperactivity disorder includes the forward slash between attention deficit and hyperactivity. This means that people diagnosed with ADHD could have either or both presentations, inattentive or hyperactive impulsive. So you have three different presentations of ADHD. You have a combined presentation, right, where you you get a little of both. Uh, Then you have a predominantly inattentive and you have a predominantly hyperactive impulsive presentation. So you can get one of three diagnoses. Um, On the Mayo Clinic site, uh, they actually have a page that's focused on adult ADHD. And so what they say um, is ADHD is a mental health disorder that includes a combination of persistent problems, such as difficulty paying attention, hyperactivity, and impulse behavior. Adult ADHD can lead to unstable relationships, poor work and school performance, uh, low self-esteem, and other problems. Though it's called adult ADHD, symptoms start in early childhood and continue into adulthood. In some cases, ADHD symptoms in children, oh, sorry, in some cases, ADHD is not recognized or diagnosed until the person is an adult. Adult ADHD symptoms may not be as clear as ADHD symptoms in children. In adults, hyperactivity may decrease, but struggles with impulsiveness, restlessness, and difficulty paying attention may continue. <coughs> Pardon me. Hold on. I must take us water. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So, so there's the kind of the three definitions, right? I, to me, they kind of built on each other, right? It kind of broke it down a little bit differently in each one uh, to kind of give that that, that full picture. And when I, when I was thinking about this, right, getting a diagnosis as an adult feels weird. Like I mentioned at the beginning, when, when I went in to the doctor's office, um, like I, I felt like an impo- like, like imposter syndrome, that whole, that whole thing about like, is, is it really like, no, like my brain's over here going, no, no, you're not, you're not, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> That's, you know, that's what my brains are here telling me. Uh, like, I, like I'm trying to find an excuse um, for, for something, um, but I have no clue what that excuse is for. Like, what am I trying to make an excuse for? I'm not. It's, it's just a rational thought in my head um, that's telling me that going here and asking these questions and, and trying to figure out this diagnosis is irrational. It's not irrational. Like, it's not. So there we, there we go. Welcome to the inner workings of my head. Um, so the website Attitude Mag um, said diagnosing an adult is trickier than diagnosing a child. Um, 
And, you know, typically, like, so in the DSM-5, um, almost all of the criteria is geared toward diagnosing children. They have made a couple of updates, as you can tell from what I read. But an ADHD uh, diagnosis in adulthood emerges from only from careful clinical interviews conducted by a specialist in ADHD uh, who takes his or her time with the evaluation. And I will say, I, I do feel like the doctor, he took his time with me. He asked me really good questions. He let me uh, just kind of, you know, con- you know, conscious, my, you know, subconscious mind, conscious mind, whatever. Uh, he just kind of let my, my thoughts flow. Um, so, you know, I do feel, feel like that's very accurate, right? That, that this diagnosis as an adult um, does, you know, really come from that, that careful clinical interview versus just relying mainly on like a test or something like that. Um, now I, I mentioned earlier, right. I would, I would talk about some of the symptoms that, um, that I shared with my doctor, some of the things that for me, these were the things when I started seeing stuff online and I started researching, I started asking questions. Uh, these are the things that made me really made it click in my head to go, okay, wait a minute, let's talk to somebody about this. And, and I have, I have two really close friends that both, uh, both also have ADHD. Um, and, and so I, I was able to, to lean on them as well, um, to, to kind of ask questions and have that kind of comfortable conversation with a friend, um, as I was, as I've been walking through this as well. Uh, so the symptoms that you may be wondering. <laughs> so the very first one that I wrote down on my symptom list and the very first one I told him, I have a leg shake. Um, and I have had like my leg shakes. I, I have, n- I mean, I, I don't start it. I can stop it if I notice it. Or somebody notices it, but within ah, seconds it starts again. Um, but I remember from a very young age, uh, my grandmother, I would be sitting at the table or sitting on the couch next to her, and my leg would start shaking, and she would put her hand on my leg. Heather, stop shaking. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'd stop. A minute later. I was shaking again. Heather, stop shaking. I, I, when I was younger, I would call it my internal tempo. Uh, I was, I was in band from the, from fifth grade to, you know, when I was starting in fifth grade, I was like, oh, it's just my internal tempo. It's fine. It's fine. This, I will say at this point as an adult, um, I know one of my friends told me we were talking about this the other day and she told me she was like Heather that leg shake I no you gotta stop it she's like it's really annoying I was like I know it's annoying to me too but when you can't make it stop <laughs> I can't like my chiropractor gets on me because I sit cross leg in my chair. I, I sit pretzel style. Um, that's what somebody called it the other day. I like that better than crisscross applesauce. That's a lot of words. Uh, so pretzel style. 
Um, that is how I sit in my office chair. That's how I'm sitting right now. And that, for me, it helps me to not shake. Um, when I put my feet on the floor or my feet on my little like foot resty thing under my desk, um, if I'm sitting on the couch and I put my feet on the floor, like I can't. If my feet are on the floor, mm-hmm. I'm going to shake. It's, and it's not all the time, but it's like, it's more often than not. Um, and like, sometimes I don't even notice it until somebody points it out to me. It's, I don't know. It's, but I've always had it. Always. (laughs) Okay. I'll stop talking about my leg shake. If you know me, you, you, you know my leg shake well. And my apologies if it's annoying. I I try to pay attention to make it stop and I try not to do it. I promise I do try. <laughs> okay. The next one I share with him is like hyper focus. Um, so my hyper focus comes in a couple different ways. Um, if you watch The Amazing Race this last season, uh, so Penn and Kim Holderness were on there and Penn has ADHD and he uses the hyperfocus, like he used the, the superpower of hyperfocus to really help them in a lot of their challenges. Because with hyperfocus, you you can kind of like tune everything out and kind of just like zone really into it. And there's a, a lot of times I can really do that to work. Um, or if I'm reading, if I'm studying, like researching something or digging into something, I get really hyper-focused and I will, like, I'll look up and be like, oh shoot, it's like five hours later, like, oh man, you know, I think I went to the bathroom. I think I went and got some water. I don't know. Um, because I just was so focused on whatever it was I was doing. Um, the other part of that, that's, uh, other part of, of kind of hyper-focus on the on the bad side. Um, well, I guess it's not really hyper-focused. Again, I don't have all the words to correctly describe all of this stuff too. So y'all just, you got to deal with me as I increase my vocabulary around this stuff. But, uh, the other, the next thing that I talked to him about was my insomnia. So there's, it's not every night. Thankfully it's, it used to be more often. I think now it probably happens every couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, once or twice a month at, at the, this point, but get done with work and we'll eat and we'll sit on the couch and like, I'll watch, you know, we'll watch TV and Jay, maybe Jay goes to bed. I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm watching a show. I'll be in in a minute with all intentions of let me shut off that TV show. And let me go. But I can't. My brain won't shut off. <laughs> Like, it just won't, it just won't. Like, I can't, it, it, it won't shut down. And it's like, it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And, um, you know, to the point where I will stay up all night. I may take a two-hour nap from like 5 a.m. to 7. Get up, get ready, go to work. Maybe take a nap in the afternoon. And then go to bed the next night. Like, it, it's, I don't like when it happens. It's very frustrating um, when it happens because I feel like why why couldn't I've gone to bed? 
Why couldn't have I just, why couldn't I have just gone to lay down? Um, even though I'm laying on the couch trying to sleep. Like, I try to sleep. And it, and it doesn't, because my brain just does not shut off. Um, the next one um, is uh, depression. So I think I've, I've talked about it on here uh, before. Um, I've dealt with depression um, on and off since my teens. Um, and, and so that's, you know, that is something that can that can come with ADHD. Um, sometimes it can be a result of, sometimes it can be a, uh, a comorbidity. Um, so it doesn't, ADHD doesn't cause depression, but the depression can make the ADHD worse. Like if that makes sense. Well, things that we're going to talk more about as we continue, I won't dive into that today. Um, and then, uh, another one, I had a lot, I'm not going to share the whole list with you because it's a long list. Um, cause some of them aren't specifically related, but I was like, let me just tell you all the things and then you pick out from it what you want to talk about. Uh, but the, one of the last ones, uh, is difficulty focusing on like people speaking. Um, when a, a lot of times this happens in like a crowded, like if we're in a restaurant, if I'm at a, like one of Jay's shows or if we're at a concert, you know, we can be like this close to each other. You know, we can be like face to face, side by side, and you can you can talk to me. And I, there's so much around me that I, I can't like, I can't hear you. I can't focus in on what you're saying. Um, and it happens. It does. It's not just in places like that. It happens at home too. Like I'll, I will be, if I've, if my, I'll come out of my office or something and you know, I've, my, my mind is, is trying to remember, okay, like I need to go get water. I need to go to the bathroom. I need to get a snack. Like before my next meeting, I've got like three minutes, go, 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 go. <laughs> um, so I'm just so focused and I'll come out of my office and Jay, Jay will like say something to me and it does not even register. Um, you know, or, or like he'll have to say my name like a couple of times to, to like get my attention. And it's not because I'm wearing, sometimes it's because I'm wearing headphones and I'm listening to something, but like in times like that, where it's like a three minute, like, let me run out kind of thing. It's not, it's not that at all. It's, it's that I'm just, I can't, I can't break the focus to, to know that somebody's talking to me or to pay attention that somebody's talking to me. Um, so, yeah, the things that I, I never really saw as related um, in in terms of just, you know, if I went to the doctor and said, oh, well, I have the, these things, what would they say, right? They would probably focus on the fact that, oh, okay, you have, so insomnia, let me give you something for that. Oh, depression, let's make sure that your medication's right, like... <laughs> Oh, you can't hear when people talk to you. Let's get your hearing checked. Like those would probably be the things, and not that those things are bad, <laughs> but it's being able to to go. This is why you go to people who are trained for this. You don't just go to your general practitioner. Um, you don't go to your primary care physician. Uh, you can talk to them first, and if they, uh, you know, if, if you know, they can uh, then refer you to a specialist by all means. Um, but unless they are trained to diagnose you, um, I highly recommend you get somebody that is specially specialized, go to a psychiatrist, uh, to get, 
um, diagnosed. Um, if test, if they feel testing is what you need, they will get you tested. Um, all of that. So, um, needless to say, like to round this out, um, this is where my notes end. <laughs> this is typically how it happens. I'm like writing, 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 and yeah, I'm just done writing. Let's just go ahead and record. I'll just wrap it up on my own. It's We'll do it live. We'll, we'll do it live. Uh, <laughs> um, so, anyways. Um, yeah. So, there's lots to unpack um, when it comes to ADHD, when it comes to the symptoms, when it, when it comes to neurodivergent, um, you know, neurodiversity and neurodivergent, um, uh, uh, not... I can't think of the words right now. It's 9.30 at night. So my words are dwindling <laughs> as we go. This is typically why I write a script as well if I'm going to record later in the day. So that I don't have to think of the words because they're already on the paper. Um, but yes. So welcome to my world. Uh, <laughs> I, I am looking forward to to learning more um, about this um, to share with you. Um, if you have any questions, if there is anything that um, you're wondering about, maybe you're walking through this type of journey as well, um, please feel free to reach out to me. I am more than happy to share any of the resources, any of the people I follow online. I will gladly give that information out. So there's a going to be a lot of links down in the description or in the show notes if you're listening to uh, if you're listening to the podcast. Um, you know, go go take a look at all of those things. If you feel like you may, if you've never been diagnosed with ADHD uh, and you feel like some of the things I talked about today, uh, feel like maybe you have it, maybe you should go to get tested, absolutely, please go see your doctor. Uh, please go see a psychiatrist um, because it, even if the it comes back and they say no, it's not ADHD. They may find something else um, that could be causing whatever's going on. And so, um, don't be scared to go into that dark room and turn on that first light. So I'll say, all right, that's going to be it for me today. Uh, next week we'll have an interview. Um, I have a lot of interviews recorded, so I just may pull one out of my. I just, I just may put their name in a hat and pull out whichever one. <laughs> whichever one comes up uh that will be who, who gets played next uh next week because i'm not sure because i have several recorded and they're all so good oh okay anyways i'll stop talking uh i'm gonna go because i have to now edit edit this podcast so that it can uh go out to you at this uh at the appropriate time and date as i like to have it which is thursdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be available. Uh, my podcast is available every Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and on your uh, preferred podcast platform. Uh, so I'm on Pebble Podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Podvine. Um, I'm on Stitcher. Um, there's lots of them. Uh, but you can check out my pod page uh, link again in the description. And uh, you can check me out on Instagram. Come over and hang out with me. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's, let's figure all this stuff out together. Um, and as I end today, I want you to know that you are loved and you are worthy. And there are great things ahead for you in this life. 
if you trust and believe in the Lord. Thanks so much, everybody. Y'all have a fantastic day. Bye.